in today's show. We look back at the action from Tuesday in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out PrizePix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen. Every day we are free. And we're available on all platforms. Not going to be covering the Warriors and Clippers game today. right? If there is anything interesting, maybe I'll hit it up on Twitter. I'll definitely write the um, summary over on Basketball Monster. But I've got to head out to footy training again uh, today. That won't be a problem after today because time zones switch after today or you know, for next week. Um, with daylight savings uh, beginning over in the United States. I believe it's next weekend. Um, but yeah, just won't cover that last game today. We'll do the other five plus some news plus the most added and dropped players. So let's fire up. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, the news. We'll talk more about this when we recap the Thunder action today. But a whole bunch of Thunder players are done for the year with season ending surgeries. Lou Dort with his torn labrum in his shoulder. That's a six month injury. So, yeah, he'll be ready for next season, but like August, September as a return. Um, Mike Muscala, ankle surgery. Ty Jerome, knee surgery. These guys are going to be ready for next year, but their season is over. And this always happens. Like People ask the question, who's the ad? But these guys haven't played for like three weeks. So basically, the question we have in Oklahoma City at the moment is what happens with Giddy? But realistically, Dort hasn't been there for over a month. Look, we know how that rotation looks. We know how these players perform. Muscala, not a part of things. Jerome, not a part of things. We have seen this. Again, we'll talk about it more later. But the guys that you look to are the guys who have stepped up in the interim. It's Pokashevsky. It's Roby. It's Trey Mann. They're the sort of players with Dort out. That, and yeah, Muscala not being part of that backup center mix. With Ty Jerome not playing. You know, Trey Mann and Pokyshevsky and Roby, these are the guys that step up. And they've been the guys that have been stepping up over the last month or so because those players have already been out. Dylan Brooks could be another week or two away, according to a report today. So maybe next week. Again, he's not good enough to stash if you absolutely need a roster spot. He's not that good. Alex Caruso's back at practice. I'm still expecting him back at some point towards the middle the end of next week. He, like Dylan Brooks, is not good enough to just stash on things if you need roster spots happening. He can be a steal specialist, but he's not a guy that I absolutely just have to pounce on. His return date is basically exactly in line with what I thought it would be. So the update of him practicing today doesn't change anything in terms of where I think he'll be moving forward. Karis Levert's still not ready. Didn't play today. It doesn't appear like he's going to be back next game. We'll talk more about the Cavs when recapping their game, though. And also for tomorrow, Justice Winslow is out again. Now, I don't believe it's the same Achilles injury that Eric Bledsoe has. And by Achilles injury, I mean fake. This is different. The Blazers, from what I am told, like Justice Winslow, but I don't have an update as to when he's coming back, but they're not just saying don't play. They want to see him out there, so I think he'll return. The other word I got on Anthony Simons, who is questionable, is that 
This is not like a fake injury. He just needed a night off. He did cop a knee in it, and he's most likely, most likely going to play tomorrow. So if Simons and Hart are both out there, I don't think that really portends all that well for Brandon Williams, at least not to be an ad on a 12-game slate. I wouldn't like, I've got to have Brandon Williams so he can be one of my best 10 guys if Simons are hard and, and, and Simons and Hart are playing. I just don't see that as being a realistic outcome from an addition of Brandon Williams in that sort of um, in that sort of situation. Let's look at the most added players over the last 24 hours. Number one should not be any surprise. It is Marvin Bagley. Isaiah Stewart's out at least a week. Bagley is the player to add. After that, it becomes Kalia Linick. But they didn't really play him much last game. It was Isaiah Livers who got that bump. Livers becomes a deeper league player. Now, I don't love Bagley as a player. You're all well aware of that. I don't love him as a category league guy. But if he's going to play 30 plus, which it looks like he will, he can probably just work his way into value from field goal percentage. Hopefully it's good. Points and rebounds and maybe blocking a shot. Maybe one and a half. That's where he can get into value just by doing that and playing enough minutes. So we've got an opportunity for him. Chetty Osman was the second most added player. That obviously did not work out well. But that's something that I talked about um, a lot that yeah, I would, didn't look at him as a must-add player because there was a number of different ways they could go. In fact, they ended up going with Dean Wade to replace Jared Allen, not Osman. And Osman's very, very streaky. You can go ahead and drop him. Emmanuel Quickly, yep, he's a strong ad. I really like what I'm seeing there. And Tom Thibodeau, again, I'll criticize him as much as anybody. But when he is doing things that don't deserve criticism, I'm not going to because he is playing the kids. And the narrative that we get around him, now it's frustrating that he won't change the starting lineup at all, but you know, sometimes narratives stick with things and they're not 100% true all the time. And Thibodeau has played Grimes. He's playing McBride now. We're getting quickly minutes. We're playing Jericho Sims over Taj Gibson. Like these things are happening. Tibbs is buying in a little bit. Trenton Watford's up 18% with Winslow out again tomorrow. I think he's fine. Yep, absolutely fine to be having. Now, again, is he going to be on your active list tomorrow in your 10 rostered spots rather than sitting on the bench? Probably not. But there is some longer-term value, I think, for Watford. Hartenstein, been playing pretty well. Guess that's a good stream for today. Is Smith, well, the news on Hal Neto is he's not on the injury report, so I don't think Smith's going to get that big boost. It was worth the grab. I think you can go and move on from him. Um, Brandon Williams, as I said, up 12%. I don't really see it with these with Simons likely back. Not a, not a problem to take their flyer. I just don't see it. Baisley up 10, Plumley up 9. They're probably just streams for today, not must roster guys. I don't again, I don't think Baisley becomes a must roster player because Dort and Muscala aren't returning. We have seen what Baisley's done over the last month. It's been fine. It's been okay, but it hasn't been like, man, we must add him now. Like if you didn't add him before, what's changed? And John Ray Hunter up 8%. Yeah, no thanks. Not bothering with him in category leagues. For the top drops over the last 24 hours, what are we looking at? Gabe Vincent down 18%. Yeah, Oladipo's back, so he's out of the rotation. Bye-bye. Um, Isaiah Stewart, the Flaming Glar. I'll see you later, Alf. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flaming Glars. Yeah, he can uh, be dropped. Lou Dort, obviously. Demarcus Cousins, people added him for the back-to-back. -back. The Nuggets don't play to Wednesday, and he might not be in your active roster. And he played 13 minutes last game and nine the game before that. Yep, move on there. Aldridge is injured for the least next two games for the Nets. See you later. Lonnie Walker down 10. Yes, drop him. Reggie Bullock down seven. Yes. Preston Chua down seven. Yes. 
Drop these guys. Derek White down 6%, yes. And Matisse Thibel down 6%. These are not 12-team league players. In fact, not one of the guys on this list would I recommend keeping in a 12-team format, and they are being dropped um, as they should given where things sit for them at the moment. But where things sit for you with Price Picks is they've got a great offer for you, which I'm going to tell you about in a second. But do you know what Price Picks is? It's daily fantasy made easy. You're going to love it. What you do is you just pick two to five player props, right? Player props is the points or their rebounds or their assists. You look at the number and you go, I think he goes over or I think he goes under. Up to five of those, put them together into one lineup, and you can win up to 10 times your entry feedback. And it doesn't just have to be basketball. You can actually throw multiple sports in there as well to create your lineup fast and easy to do. Uh, withdrawals are safe and easy also. You're going to absolutely love this. So why don't you go download that app and we've got an exclusive offer for you at Price Picks. No brainer, in fact. Everyone who signs up, you get 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use that code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today. And use the code NBA, 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. That should take us into talking about the games now. So let's do it. First game Brooklyn Nets and Charlotte Hornets. The Nets win it comfortably, but not as comfortable as the margin was at one point 132, 121. They were up 30 points at one stage. The Hornets did fight back. There was, of course, no Simmons and no Aldridge. Kyrie Irving went crazy. 50 points in 38 minutes with nine triples and six assists on 79% shooting. 66 fantasy points and a great 85 from the line. He took over. Great, great stuff from Kyrie. Over the last two weeks, on a per-game basis, Kyrie is the number one ranked player in category leagues. Andre Drummond, the big avocado. With Aldridge out, we got more minutes. Add him now. 20 and 14, a steal and two blocks. And Durant sort of took a backseat to Kyrie, 14-3-7. and seven. And the Shark, Bruce Brown. I'm going to do it this time. I didn't do it last time. To, sorry for that bloke. I'm going to play the song. 14-8-5 and five with three steals. He had a red-hot first half. Didn't really do much in the second half. Absolutely now he's a 12-team league guy. When Ben Simmons comes back, I don't think it's going to be the case. I don't think Seth Curry's a must-roster 12. He's a bit lost on this team. Nine points with three threes. That's good. The three threes is good. That's it. Three rebound, one assist, 30% shooting. He's a bit lost. I wouldn't be you know, looking to my, thinking to myself, I've got, got to hold him under all circumstances. Pat Mills had 12 points. He's a streamer for deeper leagues. And then Dragic had seven assists in 28 minutes with two steals. He is a streamer for assists. Do not look at Mills or Dragic as 12-team or even 14-team league guys. And I think Curry is probably more 14 than anything else. Cam Thomas played 40 seconds. So he is, at this point, out of the rotation. Claxton got 20 minutes. You should not be rostering him in 12 or in 14-team leagues, even with Aldridge out. For the Hornets. Manterio Rogier continues to be amazing. Over the last two weeks, he's ranked five. Number five. Absolutely number five. Top five. Top five. How? I don't know, but it's happening. Well, I do know. His assists are up. He's through the roof efficient. Usage are up. He's up and minutes are up. 37 minutes, 30 points, five triples, eight rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block. It is a gigantic hot streak. It is sell high if possible. Otherwise, just bloody ride it out and enjoy it. Miles Bridges had 30 as well. Good game from him. While Lamelo only 30 minutes, a bit frustrating. Did some dickish stuff to begin the game and got benched. But 24, 5, and 7 with two steals. 41% shooting, but better than what he had been over the last couple. And uh, Montrez Harrell, Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, see you later, Montrez. 6 and 5 in 22 minutes. He is now 
over the last two weeks, the 240th ranked player in category leagues. You just don't need to bother with it. See you later. He's not good enough to hold on to. Plumley had two points in 20 minutes with two blocks. He's not a 12-teamer. Well, PJ Washington is. He just was shit today. 37 minutes for four points on 14% is dreadful, but eight rebounds and five assists and a steal, and the fact that he played 37 gives me some hope. Jalen McDaniels returned. He didn't do much, but what he did do is take eight minutes away from Cody Martin. Well, Oubre had 15 in 22 minutes. I don't think that Kelly Oubre is 100% a must-roster guy. With the eventual return of Gordon Haywood, with the return now of Jalen McDaniels, I'm just not sure he's going to get enough in terms of playing time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not convinced that he is a guy that you just have to hold on to in 12-team formats. The Suns and the Magic. The Suns make a little bit of hard work about of this against the Magic. 120, not 122, 102.99. Uh, Devin Booker looks like he will return tomorrow, so be aware of that. DeAndre Ayton's played well the last few, like really well. 42 fantasy points, 21 and 19. Big game. Cameron Payne didn't shoot well, but 18, six and 12, two steals and three threes. This is an absolute must-roster guy across every format. Has been for a while, but if you're still a little bit of sleep, make sure you grab him. While Landry Shamet played 39, he had 21 points with six triples, but it's on the back of hot shooting, big minutes, and those two things will not continue. He might still shoot well, but he might be two of three from three for nine points in 14 minutes. Not 21 points when Booker returns. Like, Don't worry about that too much. Bridges struggled a bit, 13 points, but he had three steals and a block. Well, Jay Crowder, ah, oh, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. Don't worry, boys. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Seven points on 20% shooting. He did still have 11 rebounds, and he is still a 12-team league player, but we had to get the shit one in there. It just had to happen. Love it. For the Magic, Wendell Carter returned. I'll tell you what, he's actually really good. 20 and 12 in 32 minutes. He's a guy that I loved in the draft process, and I bemoaned the Chicago Bulls coaching staff and the way they used him. I'm wrong on plenty of players, and I thought I was going to be wrong on Carter. Maybe he's just not the player that I think he is. No, maybe just Jim Boylan's a dickhead. Carter is unleashed now. Not unleashed is the wrong term. He's just playing in a role that suits him, and he's doing it really well. 20 and 12, 32 minutes. Great. How about, um, how about Flamin' Mo Wagner? <laughs> 16 minutes, 12 and 7 with a block. He's almost like a perfect backup center. We don't want to add him, but that's great. That's a great line. Nice deep league guy. Mo Bumba only 22 minutes. Didn't like, didn't really have foul trouble. Just had Mo Bumba trouble. 9 and 15. I, I just don't think he's very good. I think you do want to hold him because he puts up fantasy stats. But if you're looking long-term dynasty, no thanks. Uh, Chumra Kiki only 26 minutes. Yeah, not This isn't enough. 6 and 5 with no defensive stats on 17%. I probably will give a benefit of the doubt and hold him. But it wasn't very good. 17 minutes for Markel Fultz. 11 points is great in that time. That's high usage and it's good efficiency. Four assists is pretty strong. I still don't think that he's worth adding in 12-team formats. I'm not going to want to add a guard who's notorious, who has had notoriously poor efficiency problems and he's going to play 17 to 19 minutes a night in the short term. I just don't think that's worthwhile. Rowan, Rowan, Roderick Hampton Jr., that's his name, played 24 minutes in a start for Jalen Suggs and did nothing. He has been... It's honestly very disappointing this year. Like, really, really poor. And I'm not sure where this leaves him. I wouldn't be rushing to add him here or anything. While uh, Franz Wagner... Yeah, that's just a bad game. Six points on eight shots, 38%. No threes, two assists, one rebound, no defensive stats. Just a very, very bad game. I don't think we need to overreact to that at all, uh, to be honest. 
Let's overreact to Built Bar, though, because it is the best tasting protein bar ever. Have you ever had a Built Bar? If not, what are you waiting for? These things taste like candy bars, but instead of the candy bar, which is jam-packed full of sugar and full of calories, these are low in those things, but high in protein. It's like the bar that does something good for you while also tasting great. Pleasures you on both ends. So get to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get yourself a order of boxes of boxes and boxes of Built Bar because it is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar is also, in fact, covered in 100% real chocolate, but also built different. Third game, Cavs and Pacers. Good win for the Cavs. Let's rephrase. Um, Important win, considering the opponent they were up against. They probably should have had it a little bit more under control than winning by three points, 127-124 over the Indiana Pacers, but when you're a team that's having some struggles, just ending up getting that win against a shit team, even though even if it's expected or you should win, the fact that you weren't in position to do it and you were struggling at times, the fact that you were able to get it done um, ends up being very important, I think. Darius Garland flying. 41-5-13 and 13 with four triples. That is... 69 fantasy points. Giggity! He's the fourth-ranked player over the last two days. The minutes are up. He's shooting the absolute lights out, and his usage is up. Now, Karis LeVert will take usage off him when he returns. So it is a little bit of a sell high, but just roll roll with it. Just write it out. It's so bloody good. Evan Mobley stepped it up as well. Holy shit, this guy's going to be a beast. 22 and 12, three assists, five steals, and a block. This is perennial all-star type stuff from Mobley. I still don't know if he's going to be the best rookie in this class, but him and Cunningham look amazing. Larry Markinen only played 30 minutes, so didn't really step up the playing tie with no Jared Allen, but scored well. 21-5 and five with a triple one. It should be on a 12-team league, but unfortunately, Kevin Love, holy shit, this is bad. 15 minutes. Nine points. He did take 11 shots. I just I thought he played 25-26, and I'm not ruling out that that'll be what happens for him. So I'd watch it. I'd probably want to hold one more, but it wasn't very good. Isaac Okoro had 11 points in 33 minutes, which is cool, I guess. Well, Dean Wade started, played 37. Two steals and a block is nice. Two threes is nice. It's a 16-team league sort of ad for Wadey. 10 points, four rebounds, one assist. Nothing too exciting. As for the Discman, C.D. Arsman, he went scoreless in 12 minutes. So started the second half of last, last game without Allen, and this one barely played. And it's not going to get any better when Levert returns. So if you added Chetty Osman... Get rid of him. He's not that good. In the opportunity, we thought it was presenting itself. It didn't. Bye-bye. For the Pacers, Isaiah Jackson in foul trouble again. What a stunner. Absolutely stunning stuff to see him in um, foul trouble. Couldn't believe it, but there it was. In the end, I think he fought through it. 22 minutes, 12 and 8, 3 blocks. This is why I don't want to drop him. That's only 22 minutes. Play 27, maybe you get me 15 and 10 with four blocks. It's bloody good. I'm still holding him. Budrick Heald. I don't know why he's getting all these assists, but I don't actually care. 14, 2, and 8? Huh? Four threes, stealing a block. Just been amazing in Indiana. While Tyrese Halliburton, 39 minutes, 25, 4, and 9, two steals, a block, four triples, 64% shooting as DeMontis Sabonis gets ejected in Sacramento for the constant blowing of leads and losing. 
Really good stuff from Halliburton. Brogdon played second fiddle, which is fine. 12-5-12. and 12. I don't think he'd be on this team next year. Jalen Smith, nothing great, but 15-5. and five, Still a 12-team league player. And a shape reset. Let's, uh, let's fire it up, Jack. Get that garbage out of here! Like, you should have jacked him off ages ago. But five points on 25% shooting. He is not very good. He will have the occasional good game, but he is not a good NBA player. He is not a good category league fantasy player. In points leagues, I get it. He's been solid. This was shitful. I wouldn't bother with him. Um, the dart. Gogo Badadze. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. He's looking all right. 15 and 9, 2 threes, steal on a block. Now, I don't really trust the minutes or the efficiency. And I'm not adding him in 12-team leagues, but I'm liking a little bit of what I'm seeing here. As for Chris Duarte, uh, Jack. Get that garbage out of here! I don't think many of you are still holding Duarte. He had 11 points in 16 minutes on 29%. He didn't look right. His toe looks like it's still bothering him. And with Brogdon, healed and Halliburton out there, there's just no opportunity for him. He's also not that good. But the opportunities... I know people froth this guy to an extraordinarily high level. I just don't think he's that good, especially as a fantasy contributor. He needs at least two of those three to be out for him to, for me to consider him as a must-roster 12-team league player. That is how I would feel. Interestingly, or every pacer that played scored in double digits apart from Brissett. That's pretty intriguing. You don't really see that very often, do you? All right, let's, um, let's go on to the next game. The New Orleans Pelicans. They get spanked by the Grizzlies. 110-132. There was no Brandon Ingram out with a hamstring complaint. So they started Tony Snell. And Tony Snell did not let us down. Three points, one rebound, and zero assists in 22 minutes. He did have two blocks and shot 17%. Still hasn't missed a free throw in three years. Obviously, we're not adding him. It was an absolute turd burger from Jackson Hayes. Really, really bad. He had four fouls, so got into foul trouble. That limited him. But if we're going to say, oh my God, that's terrible, Jackson Hayes, you've got to go, then we probably have to say the same thing for Jonas Valanciunas, who had 10 points in 20 minutes, hashtag revenge game. Two rebounds, no threes. Now, he was on my um, buy low show, Valanciunas, because a lot of what he was doing was very low, and it's just cratering again. This is not a good game from Hayes. I will hold him, and I will obviously hold Valanciunas. But both of those guys just really struggled here. Herbalife Jones, look, it's fine. 10 and 4, a steal. I still think he's a 12-team league guy, but the upside is relatively limited. While with Hernan Gomez struggling, not Hernan Gomez, with Valanciunas struggling, with Hayes struggling, Hernan Gomez stepped up. 17 and 9. They're good counting stats. We know that's what he does. He's also a plus 15, which is a surprise to be sure. In fact, Sheev? A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. I wouldn't add him off the back of that. Najee Marshall had 15 and 27. With Ingram out, he should have been who they started. Not Tony Snell, but there we are. McCullum had 32, 6, and 11 with five threes. A horrendous negative 25 plus minus, but still some good counting stats there from uh, CJ. For the Grizzlies, Ja Morant back on track with his efficiency. 24, 8, and 8, two steals and a block. 62 and 86, great. Jaron had 22 points with three blocks, and Des Bain had 22 with five triples and six assists. So good games from all of those. And even the wave pool chipped in. 19 minutes for DeAnthony Melton. 14 points, four triples and a steal. Now, you can still hold him. I'm not saying it's a priority at all. And it won't last when Brooks comes back, but it's fine. Or Brandon Clark, only 14 minutes. Now, 12 and 5 is really good, but the minutes are all over the place from Clarkie. I do not think he is a must-roster player. In a head-to-head league, I just don't think that that's the case. Roto, sure, hold him. In a head-to-head, I don't believe it. Steve Adams also struggled. Hashtag revenge game. 4 and 5 in 29 minutes. 
didn't really do anything at all. And Kyle Anderson played just the 14 minutes. Zoe Williams also got pretty hot, 16 points on nine shots. But this game was in the bag very, very early on for Memphis. So we didn't need to see them extend themselves all that much. So let's go to the last game that I'm going to be recapping on today's show. That is the Bucks and the Thunder. Pretty big win, comfortable win for the Bucks, which is what they should do against this team. 142 115. Giannis had 39, 7, and 7 in just 28 minutes on 68% shooting. Unfortunately, he just went 69% from the line. Giggity! But good numbers nonetheless. Porters had 18 and 14 with two steals. Chris Middleton had 25, 2, and 9. And Drew Holiday had 13, 4, and 6 in his 29 minutes. Solid enough from Jordan Wara in a spot star for Grayson Allen. 38 minutes, 11, and 7, but shot poorly. He can be at least a stream option if Allen happens to miss any more time. But we don't. I don't think that's a serious thing. I reckon it might have just been uh, a sit-down because of the opponent there, the Thunder. Now, for the Thunder, as we know, a bunch of those guys out. Isaiah Roby, I think, is a must-roster player. 12-3 and three in 26 minutes. That's not great, but it's worth it. Shea, 33-8-14, three steals and a block. He is dominating at the moment. Not great from the line, but dominating nonetheless. Well, how about your mate, Lindy Waters? 16 points, four threes. I wouldn't wouldn't read much into it, but there are going to be minutes available there. Trey Mann, I, I don't, I just don't like him. I don't like him. I'm sure, he's a good bloke. Don't like him as a player. Eleven points in twenty nine minutes. Shot poorly. No assists. Two rebounds. I would prioritize Roby over him. I would prioritize Pokushevsky over him probably. Poku played twenty eight minutes, thirteen seven and four. If Giddy comes back, Man gets killed in terms of value. I just don't think he's a very good player in terms of what his fantasy production is. So I wouldn't. I would have Roby over him fairly comfortably. Baisley played only 22 minutes, had four fouls, so factored that in. He's not the greatest category league guy. Fine for points leagues. Again, I would have Poku and Roby over him. Well, Poku did have 13, seven, and four with two triples in 28 minutes off the bench. While Wiggins had eight and five in 30. Roby, Pokushevsky, 12 teamers. Man, Baisley, fringes. That's about it. The um, I got to do it just because I don't know how many more times I'm going to get to play the sound. The uh, oh, where is it? Um, the incantation, Olivier Saar. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Three points in two blocks. He's blocking shots at a pretty high rate. So if you're in a deeper league and you are looking to stream blokes in, yeah, Saar might be someone who can come in and block a couple for you. But Saar and Waters producing minutes on this team, they're a pretty bad team. But still, there is some fantasy value for us to mine through uh, through whatever's going on here. And it'd be great if we could get some sort of update on Josh Giddy so we could really know who to focus in on for the rest of the season on this squad. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, why don't you give it a thumbs up? Leave your comments down below. Subscribe. Notification bell. Guys, we're done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.